Healthy boundaries versus unhealthy boundaries. Do you know the difference? Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what are boundaries, why are boundaries important, we'll give a definition of healthy and unhealthy boundaries, where do unhealthy boundaries come from, and lastly, we'll go over some examples of healthy versus unhealthy boundaries. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we delve deep into this issue. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And as we did say in the intro, we're going to be talking about healthy boundaries versus unhealthy boundaries. And do you know the difference? Now, speak. I've done particular episodes before where we didn't necessarily talk about boundaries, but you've heard me mention the word boundaries in the, the episode. And people, I've always had wanted to do something on boundaries and relationships, but it's more of a psychological term. So I thought it might not be all that exciting for people. But I, once I looked through some of the examples, and I've, and I've taught this stuff for years, but once I looked through some of the examples, I thought it would be you know, useful to the audience to know some of these things because we might be displaying some of these traits, not realizing that we are exhibiting these behaviors and they're, having us, they're getting us a negative outcome in our relationship, not just our relationship choices, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. All because we're doing certain things in an unhealthy way. And the ironic thing about it is when we do these, we literally are expecting a positive outcome from doing something in an unhealthy way. And no one has ever told us in a lot of situations that what we're doing is unhealthy. And sometimes we don't even know the difference. The line is sometimes blurred and we're not even sure that we're doing something in an unhealthy way. So I figured... I wanted to make a contrast between a healthy boundary versus an unhealthy boundary. And that's why I wanted to say, do you know the difference? I wanted to create a contrast so that you will be able to see and personally pick up the stuff yourself and make a a connection to see which side are you erring on when you're entering into relationships. Now, the first question that I'm just asking here in my objectives are, what are boundaries? What are they? Well, there's different types, but we're going to talk about boundaries and we're going to talk about personal boundaries. First is just a boundary is just a way that we can practice self-care and self-respect. They also help us communicate in our relationships. They create space and time for positive interactions. So that's basically what a boundary is. Self-respect is obviously very critical in relationships. It seems like it's more critical on the man's side of things than it is on the woman's side of things. But obviously it's critical for both. Having that level of self-respect and self-care is critical if you're going to be in a long-term committed relationship with anyone. And so that's that's one of the, the main things here we want to talk about when we're saying these boundaries and why they are important. You got to have that level of self-care and self-respect. Communication always ranks usually in the top three 
top four of the main reasons why people break up or get divorced is it's very difficult to communicate with people sometimes if you don't have boundaries. And so having boundaries in place will lead you to communicate a little bit better where you'll be a little bit more honest with the person and upfront. Now, personal boundaries, which are pretty much the same thing, you know, it's just these are limits that we set in relationships that allow us to protect ourselves. They come from having a good sense of self, a good sense of our own self-worth. So this, again, another great critical element of why boundaries matter. They provide protection. As a woman, you have to have boundaries in place. They have to be healthy boundaries because they protect you from society. You, As a woman, you have to be selective sometimes in the types of guys that you will go out on dates with or spend time with because of you have to protect yourself from abuse. We don't know who some of these, this, this dating market, especially this dating market of today, how serious it can be, You know how we can end up getting ourselves hurt by picking the wrong person because we don't really know a lot of the things about some of the guys or women that we might be involved in a relationship with. So these boundaries are going to protect us. They're going to act for protection for ourselves when we have these boundaries. in. And there's a variety of different ones, and we're going to go over some examples of them a little bit later. But these boundaries that we put into place for protection are not necessarily, I don't want you to think of it as like a, when we say it protects us from abuse, the abuse isn't going to be just necessarily physical. You know, emotional abuse obviously plays an effect into things as well. So does mental, mental abuse. You know, so if you got a guy who, you know, comes across as a really nice guy in the beginning, but then will start to exhibit certain behaviors, maybe he's talking about the girl's weight or he's saying certain things to that effect. That's a mental, that's a mental thing there. And so a woman has to have a boundary in place for when stuff like that comes into effect. You know, so how do I handle this situation? And if I'm emotionally attached to this person, how do I communicate with him to let him know that this, what he's saying is hurting me? Or is he's being disrespectful? Because respect plays such a big role in relationships. It's, it's amazing that the, uh, the, that respect factor has in, you know, whether or not a relationship can survive. Because when one of the partners stops respecting the other one, the relationship is pretty much over at that point. It's just it might take a little bit longer for it to ultimately, you know, pass. But it's, it's pretty much over at that point. Boundaries allow us to rejoice in our own uniqueness. And now that basically means is that we're happy whether we're in a relationship or not. We don't have to be in a relationship. Our boundaries also have to be flexible. There are rules that we've kind of put in place, but they don't have to be so rigid. We can kind of have a little bit of a some flexibility in what it is that we're doing. We don't have to say, okay, well, this is my rule here and it's set in stone side of if you didn't do that or the relationship's over. No, quite the contrary. You can be a little bit flexible in your rules. So, well, maybe this person didn't know if I explain it to them that this is what I like or don't like, you know, and they say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. And you you heard me use an example before about the woman I had went out with on on a date before and she, you know, I was drinking and she didn't drink and she was got a little upset because I drunk something, you know, that, you know, reminded her of an ex. Stuff like that is what we're talking about. So. Your boundaries have to be flexible. They can't be so rigid. And what I was saying with hers is that she just made the assumption that just because I was drinking the same thing, that my behaviors and actions towards her were going to be the same, which they were not. 
but she had that boundary in place, not realizing that they could be a little flexible because I wasn't that type of a person. Boundaries, it's, it's another way to look at it is they allow us to get close to others when it's appropriate and maintain our distance when we might be getting harmed by getting too close. They, prov- they pave the way for achieving true intimacy. So boundaries, personal boundaries, pave the way for us receiving true intimacy. Intimacy, the easy way to remember what it means is into me see. It's a part of us that most people don't get to see. It's usually in a relationship with a partner who we've been with for a long period of time. It doesn't necessarily have to be an intimate relationship, meaning physical, but it is a relationship that people know things about us that not too many people know about us. It's a very small percentage. And so that's what the intimacy part is. So that's why these boundaries are so important. We need to have these 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 boundaries in place so that it's protecting us from abuse, mental, physical and emotional. They we, we celebrate our own uniqueness, meaning our happiness. And they paved the way for true intimacy. So that's the reason why boundaries are important. It's the reason why we need to to have them in place in order for us to be successful. So there's differences, obviously, between healthy and unhealthy boundaries. And we're going to cover that here in a second. You know what the differences are between healthy and unhealthy boundaries. So. A good way to look at it pertaining to healthy boundaries are we're going to I'm just going to give you a couple of quick examples and then we're going to go over a lot more near the end of the episode. But we're going to give you a couple quick ones here in the beginning and then we'll go from there. One example of a healthy boundary is you value values their own opinions and does not compromise their values for others. That's an example of one healthy boundary. An unhealthy boundary is when you overshare personal information. So you will overshare personal information. You know, I've used an example before where I've said that people, we might meet a stranger out somewhere and that person, we will give them a whole, you know, just talking to them for a short period of time, we'll give them we'll volunteer so much information to them and we'll tell them a whole lot about ourselves and we don't even really know this person. They, I mean, depending on how long we spent time with them, how long we talked with them, we might be telling them things that we have, we have probably no right letting them know. We shouldn't even be mentioning any of that stuff to them at all. And sometimes we do it anyway. We just, you know, we're just volunteer information. You know, we just, you know, we overshare a lot of our stuff and that's an unhealthy trait. That's very unhealthy, especially when you're taking it into a relationship. Now, that's something that we have to really take and be take consideration of. You know, we don't want to get involved in stuff like that. When we talked about those emotional boundaries, we're just talking about it's, it's basically encompassing the line between your feelings and the feelings of others. So it's very important for us when I said that these boundaries, you know, are not just a part of our relationships, but they, they affect us physical, mental, and emotional. This stuff carries with us. So if we've had, a, let's say, a, a bad or tumultuous relationship that we're just getting out of, 
and we might experience some negative, you know, emotions from those past relationships. If we have good, healthy boundaries in place, we won't start the next relationship off where we left off, meaning we'll go back to our boundaries that we put in place originally and stick with them versus starting the relationship off with a couple of negative emotions. So sometimes if we had a, using this as an example, we might've had a bad relationship in the past and we now say, okay, I'm going to set up some boundaries because I didn't have any before and we'll set up boundaries, but not knowing the difference between a healthy and unhealthy boundary, the boundaries that we're setting up are unhealthy. So example, we will come up with some boundaries based upon fear and insecurity because of the last relationship that didn't work and fear and insecurity are negative emotions. So we'll go into the new relationship and we'll have all these new rules in place, but the rules are in place because of fear and insecurity, not because we have good, healthy boundaries. And what happens is when we do that, we're starting the relationship off utilizing negative emotions, but we're expecting a positive outcome. So if that relationship doesn't work, people now in their mind might say, you know, I did try and set up some boundaries, but they didn't work. Thinking that I put these boundaries in place and look what happened. No, the reason why they didn't work was they were based upon negative emotions of fear and insecurity versus if you have good, healthy boundaries in place. If you have good, healthy boundaries in place. You can date with some trust and vulnerability. No, trust is a fragile thing, but if you have good, healthy boundaries in place, the chances of it really you being hurt are going to be a lot less if you have unhealthy boundaries and you're using fear and insecurity. Because when you're doing the fear and insecurity thing, you're trying to be in control. You're trying to control the outcome of the relationship by utilizing negative emotions. And it doesn't work that way. The other person that you're coming into the new relationship with has no idea what you've been through in most cases. So if that's the case, why are they being held responsible for some behaviors and decisions that you made in your past? They're not responsible for it. You should treat them with a clean slate. Give people an opportunity to show who they really are. The healthy boundaries will teach you how to do that, which we'll go over here in a second. Now, one question that we often ask ourselves is, where do unhealthy boundaries come from? Where do they originate? And a lot of people may know this or may not know this, but they generally come from a dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional family backgrounds. Where people will literally, people will literally grow up in a household where there were no boundaries or being a parent was more of a secondary role, more so than a primary role. So that's something to take into consideration of people who come from dysfunctional family backgrounds. I often hear a lot of times it's so funny that, you know, people will complain about a specific guy or a girl and they'll, you know, they'll say different things about them in a relationship, but they will keep continually dating those types of people. Well, all they're doing is just dating people who came from dysfunctional family backgrounds where they kind of, you know, figured things out on their own. Sometimes they learned from the street. They did different things like that, not realizing, not realizing that 
you're expecting something good to come from something that didn't didn't have the rules and guidance in place to make a, a good person or a good product. And so you can't be surprised if the outcome isn't any good. There is, sometimes it's not even we're not even, you know, blaming a person who grew up in a dysfunctional family background. They have to learn. It takes them longer. They have to learn what's healthy versus unhealthy. It's not something that they just know right off the top of their head. So it's a little bit more difficult for them to, to get through that. You know, so it takes them a little bit longer versus a person who might have grew up in a healthy family. You know, they kind of know what the rules are. They know what boundaries are. They know what hurts people, what, uh, you know, what, what's good and how to treat people. They know how to communicate with others. And so it, it may not be as big of a deal to them. One, I'm going to use another quick example here. For a healthy boundary shares their personal information in an appropriate way. That's a healthy boundary. So when we go back to my point where I was talking about you meeting that stranger and you talk to them, you can give out some information, but you know, you, you want to do it in an appropriate way and it doesn't need to be, you know, tell them everything about yourself, just, you know, a little bit here and there and not over giving out too much information about yourself. Unhealthy is over involved. With the problems of other people over involved with the problems of other people. I have seen on more than one occasion relationships destroyed that could have been very successful because one of the partners was so emotionally involved with a friend's problems. With one of their friend's problems that they terminated their own romantic relationship. Because they were so invested in someone else's problems that they neglected the relationship that they were in. And that relationship ended up going south. So, again, and you look at that on the surface, you would think that that might not be so unhealthy. Because you're trying to help somebody, you know, who's having some issues or having some problems. Well, last I checked, none of us really, you know, most of us walking around here aren't even qualified to treat or help people who have some significant problems that we can't, you know, the only thing we can do is offer them advice and point them in the right direction. That's it. We can't be overly involved in what their outcomes are because sometimes people have to go through their stuff and they have to figure it out on their own. You know, there's a connection. You know, it's, the connection is usually you know, your head and your heart, you know, how do you get those two to connect? And it's very difficult for, you know, an untrained person or a person who might just be a friend to be able to do that. So it's, it's in your best interest to not be overly involved in the problems of other people. Don't try to be overly involved. I know sometimes you feel like you should, but don't, don't overdo it. You know, it's, it's, it's something that it's, it's going to be very difficult for you to to fix someone who has some significant problems. And I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So as we were just talking about some of the, you know, the things there, I was just basically giving you some examples of the healthy versus unhealthy. I'm going to get into here near the end about what the differences are. And I'm going to give you some examples and we go from healthy to unhealthy. And then you can draw your own conclusions from there. 
remember we said the importance of having boundaries is that ability to communicate. You know what what difference between healthy and personal values are. You rejoice in your own uniqueness. Well, here what I'm getting ready to go into is I'm getting ready to go into what healthy versus unhealthy looks like. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about based upon what we just went over. A healthy boundary is feeling like you like you're your own person. An unhealthy one is feeling incomplete without your partner. A healthy boundary is feeling responsible for your own happiness. An unhealthy boundary is relying on your partner for your happiness. So let's go over that one really quick. Happiness, when we use the word happiness, that is a long-term feeling. So this is something that's going to last essentially the course of your life. Happiness. Why would you put that burden on another person outside of yourself? Because at the end of the day, only you can make yourself happy. So why put all of that burden on another person? Feeling responsible for your own happiness you have to come to the relationship happy. Now, when I went on that one podcast with uh, Robert Prash, Creating Greatness, the Championship Mindset Part 6, I, I think the video is still up on YouTube and it's on his podcast also. That's what I said in that, relation, in that, in that particular episode. I says, I'm not the happiness guy. You have to come to the relationship happy already. Don't put that burden of me making you happy over the course of your entire life on me. That has to come from you, not from me. And that's what I'm getting at. You can't expect somebody else to provide that long-term feeling of happiness for you. That's a very heavy burden for you to ask another human being to lift. Friendships exist outside of the relationship. Inability to establish and maintain friendships with others. That's unhealthy. Can you have friendships outside of relationships? Absolutely. If you have a hard time establishing friendships with others, that's a sign of being unhealthy. Another healthy one. Focus on the best qualities of both people. Focuses on the worst qualities of the partners. Focuses on the worst qualities of the partners. So when a person does that, that's very unhealthy. Open, honest, and assertive communication. Game playing and unwillingness to listen and manipulate. That's unhealthy. So open, honest, assertive communication versus game playing, unwillingness and unwilling to listen and manipulation. Commitment to the partner. Healthy. Unhealthy, jealousy, relationship addiction or lack of commitment. Accepting changes in a relationship is healthy. Blaming the partner for his or her own unique qualities. Learning how to accept an ending. 
So if you're in a relationship with someone and you have healthy boundaries and the relationship just didn't work out, you don't get too upset about it. Obviously, it's going to hurt some, but you will know how to accept the ending and move on. An unhealthy boundary is unable to let go. You will still do everything you can trying to fight for a relationship that just has run its course and is not meant to happen. That's an unhealthy boundary. So I hope some of these did help. There's, there's one or two other ones that I could go into, but there's, there's quite a long list. But I hope that the ones that I did mention here are, you know, will be able to help you as you are going forward in your relationship journey and your physical, mental, and emotional health journey, that these, these will be something that you can take with you. And remember that these are all part of who you are, will ultimately become as a person. A lot of these things are, are foundation things that you will develop, you know, in those, those teenage years. And some of them you will take with you. I remember there was a situation where I was, in a relationship with someone who at the time was in, you know, their, their early to early thirties, but they behaved like they were a 15, 16 year old emotionally because there was no boundary set in place. So that's why this is so important for us to know what these are. So with that being said, we are about to wrap up this episode. It might be, it is a little short, but uh, I've been sick this week. So I've been, you know, just had to try and record something. And I just wanted to, you know, make sure that I wanted to cover boundaries. And as to someone that asked a question about why didn't I do an episode on Mother's Day, we had every intention on doing it. But over the past couple of weeks, I've been extremely busy. And I did have three different guests lined up. The problem was, two of them couldn't do it the week that we were wanting the week of mother's day. And the other person was also unavailable. So I I wanted to do a mother's day show with guests. So if there's a belated one that comes up in the future and it just says belated mother's day, we might release it as a bonus episode, but there will be something on mother's day. We did a father's day one last year. So we might do a mother's day one this year. It's just going to be after the mother's day. And it's because of all the stuff that has been going on. So continue to listen. Please support the podcast. If you haven't been to the website, there's a link in the show notes. You can leave a review. If you have a Apple podcast, you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and that will pop up on the, uh, the website page. Also on Spotify, you can also uh, leave a review about a specific episode if you liked one. And you can also rate the show and subscribe there. And... If you want to leave a voicemail, feel free to go to that website. There's a microphone at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. You just hit on that microphone, and you can leave a voicemail right there. And you can also get on an email list. So with that being said, until we meet again, we will do another episode next week, and we'll continue to deliver content every single week. And as long as you're willing to listen, I'll be willing to record. So with that being said, until we meet again, see ya.